Hello, Ryan. I, I sort of wish we could retroactively go back and put that hello clip into <laughs> every episode we've ever all, done. All 220 episodes or whatever it, it is. It, 50, feels, it feels like a great... Yeah, if you include the Patreons. Uh, 7,000 episodes that we've done. <laughs> it's been 84 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm releasing just, every six months. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of the 84 years meme, the, the Titanic one. Oh, I, I know. I just, I oh, was yeah. roasting yes. our, our release yeah. schedule the our, last our rescheduling. two years yeah. or so. When we want from releasing, <laughs> when we feel like it. Uh, no, I just feel like it's the best It's the best opener we've got. It's the most representative of, <laughs> of us. I, mean, I have a, a soft spot for... British lady, but th this one is much more yeah. on brand in that we did zero work to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it acknowledges that we often forget to start the show. Uh, yeah, or we or just talk start about the, the show like, that, you're here now, let's go. <laughs> yeah, in, in those 7,000 episodes, we've never had a consistent structure. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Uh, anyway, how are you, buddy? A fun, uh, fun little on-air production meeting, uh, like thing here not do i need to bring the song back because i wasn't i wasn't ready ah damn we, we should have along with uh like a lie was born and such it should be created cr created songs by the show we'll fix uh, it in post <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite components of uh of the new way that we do the intro where you do it live through zoom and i hear it is that the build the opening build before that beat drops mm -hmm. zoom thinks is background noise and tries oh, to cut yeah. so it only starts for me on the drop <laughs> well let me hold on ryan let me turn on the original sound for musicians button does this does this oh, fix your problem Oh, original sound for musicians sounds fancy Did you get a build up that time? I didn't. Oh, I'm trash. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. Then mm, I clicked one button and know. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> That's how good we are at this. We've got one idea. And if That's it doesn't tech, work, we're tech done. daddy troubleshooting. Click a button. Didn't work. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Never mind. Guess it's well, a problem forever now. <laughs> or wasn't that big of a problem in the first place. We've now designated this not a problem. I'll just continuously adjust my expectations lower and lower until they are in alignment with the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. What's your joy for the week, bud? Um, oh, yeah, I got two. One, one I can show you, but I can't show the people. Well, that doesn't sound ideal. But well, it's mostly just because it's it's because it's uh, it's uh, it's I'll describe it, but you only you can <laughs> you see okay, it. I'm it? saying based on the zoom. <laughs> Spencer heard this before we started recording. I was awake for like two hours in the dead center of my evening last night, so I'm not I'm not running on on full cylinders here. A little, little suboptimal today. Uh, I found this. Uh, there's a thrift shop in my neighborhood that I didn't know was in my neighborhood. It's um. I guess I can tell you where it is. Can I tell you where it is? Yeah, I can tell you where it is, right? I I don't know. I'm I mean, I'm I am just lost right now. I I think you just do what you're going to do and we'll you, we'll follow do, you, but Do you know where Common Grounds is in uh in South Minneapolis? No. It's like east of Lindale, like a couple blocks south of 40th over there. Okay. Anyway, on that little corner, there's like a thrift shop over there that I didn't know about and I got this fucking sweet like very OG uh, oh, yeah. Wolves season uh, thrift hat. Yeah. It's like from the, from like, I don't know if it's from the inaugural season. It doesn't say it's from the inaugural season, but uh, it's got like a very old, like shitty NBA logo in it. And late eighties, early nineties Wolves snapback. Very, very Hell much yeah. so. So anyway, that was a very fun little, uh, what, fun little find. And I, would that run you much. about 80, 90 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully it was only 30, but even 30 oh, was yikes. Like, you know, Yeesh. you know, but look, I mean, in the city that the, the retro gear is from, you know, you're going to pay new prices for old shit for sure. 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 That's probably like a $4 hat in 1989. It probably was. It probably was. But today you can't buy <laughs> a new still wolf's about 30 hat. Bucks, yeah. yeah. You can't buy a new wolf's hat for less than $30 today. So outstanding. 
Uh, and then my other one today was I also got uh, I got those fancy fucking color changing lights that you've had in your studio for like a decade. Oh sure, <laughs> in, the, in the, my the, office, the programmable LED joints. You ever see that video? <laughs> I'm just slowly my swapping my whole house out with those things, man. Fuck I, it. I I have already done like a handful of lamps up here because I was like, it's, these are going to be cozy wherever I am. Yeah, and these are cheap as hell at Costco and the, the expected oh, whoa, whoa, lifetime. Whoa, whoa, hold on, there's there's a Kirkland version. It's not a Kirkland brand, but you can buy them at Costco. Which is it the the Philips joint? Which brand? It's the Fight F E I T smart bulbs, and I can control oh. them with my Google Home app. Ah, fancy. And, and they're uh, and they're like not that expensive at Costco. And the and the expected lifetime of these light bulbs written on the box is 28 years. Did you know that LED color changing yeah. Wi-Fi connected light bulbs are expected to last for three decades? Well, <laughs> what you're gonna run out of? That. You're gonna run out of internet? You're gonna run out of light? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just kind of felt like whatever technology in there is connecting those light bulbs to my to my cellular telephone is potentially i mean i guess maybe they're talking about like the led light in this will work for 30 years maybe not all of the technology to make this change colors will work in 30 years but sure yeah you you can run out of app support at some point but you can still flip your light on and off exactly 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 well i'm glad that you're uh you're cozy and and stylish bud uh the thank you very much the the joke i was going to make was um do you remember many moons ago there was this kid uh who well it couldn't have been that many moons ago but he was a streamer on twitch and he was playing call of duty and every time he would get a call in call of duty he had literal fire like coming up he had like a fire machine and he would like throw a miniature rave every time he got (laughs) Killing Call of Duty. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? There was a kid who would would stream. He would stream Call of Duty, and he had he was literally like 13 years old, and he set up his room in such a way where every time he got a kill in Call of Duty, he would set off like rave lights and like a fire, Mm. like a fire machine in the background of his bedroom, and it was like it was the most completely over the top. I think deeply unsafe version of streaming a video game i've ever encountered anyway what i'm talking about is now that i have these color changing lights i can kind of throw some disco stuff in here and i'm thinking about like Mm. maybe i start automating you know every time you make a funny joke on the podcast i'm gonna just hit a button and flames (laughs) gonna start coming out and we're gonna start doing disco lights it's gonna be like it's gonna be a whole thing what okay we gotta start recording at night, though. It looks it's broad ass daylight in there it's right now. Very, it's I am I am lit by the the light of my window, and that's it. Shall we? Oh, I gotta share a joy. Um, yes, you do. What am I doing? I've been making music lately. That's been fun. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, uh huh. Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Making music is joyful. You you have one more joy. Do I? Which is which is if you guys didn't listen to the end of last week's episode, it's very important for you to know that on Monday, February 13th, we are going to be doing a live what if podcast call in episode. Just gonna send it. And if you want to call in and tell us a story or bullshit with us or roast us or whatever, we're just gonna be taking calls. Uh, live, and you could talk to Spencer and I. Uh, so the <laughs> so the link to that is in the description. You do have to download like an app to call in, right? No, you can just do it from a computer. Okay, or you or if you want to do it from your phone, if you don't have a computer, you have to download an app, right? Yeah. Okay. There's there's um, not a great way to do like an actual phone call live situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. With our uh, <laughs> rather low levels of technology here it's it's an internet <laughs> call is what we're saying yeah, yeah 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 so it works best from a computer but there is also an app that you can use and the link will be in today's show notes 7 p.m central february 13th come hang out with us it'll be fun and weird i'm getting dickered on this one all right what do you got for us so i planned last week before we <laughs> talked about a a local treasure hunt for 45 minutes 
I love I love whoever in the podcast group was like only you two assholes could talk about a local treasure hunt for 45 minutes that I've like never heard of and will never hear of again. And I'll still love it. I was like, respect. Thank you for that. <laughs> I think I read that with a slightly different tone of like. You're lucky I'm invested because what the fuck was this topic for 50 that's, minutes? You know, but your reading all. is probably the more generous one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it could have been a little column A, column B on that one, too. Sure, 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 sure. So I had planned before uh, we did that to talk about blimps or a specific blimp um, that had some mysterious happenings uh, back in the in the 40s. Only for there to be balloons and blimps all up in the news this week. There sure is. I was going to say mysteriously over the state of Wyoming or Montana or both or fucking everywhere, apparently, man. And then like lots of them during the the previous four years that just nobody talked about (laughs) until they'd gotten irate about this one and then (laughs) realized it was a thing. Dude, that, that whole thing. I haven't I haven't read enough to have a coherent conversation about that, but. Fucking weird, dude. Which part? Fucking weird. Just the whole concept? All of it. Like, why use a blimp or a a balloon if you have satellites? Uh Uh-huh. Why lots of them? Where Uh are they being launched from? Why have we ignored some of them and shot down others? Yes. Just all around fucking strange. I totally agree. I mean, there was some... There was some again also not don't have enough knowledge to have a coherent conversation but there was some like it was a weather balloon but it was like a military weather balloon i'm which, sorry why does china need to know the the weather in montana um i don't know man i mean if you can well look if you're not prepared to do the research Brian, why make the statement in the first place <laughs> <laughs> Every time it works, it works so good. Um, but somebody was saying, like, oh, understanding the, you know, the conditions at different levels of the atmosphere in certain locations on the planet give you understandings of what you should be flying or not flying or whatever through those areas if you were ever going to do that. I don't fucking know, man. But basically, long story short, what I'm saying is, like, there, I, I can understand a world in which there would be things you would be able to gather with a balloon that you would not necessarily be able to gather with an, a satellite. Sure, instruments, etc. That would be. Would but then, is that collecting like different things? Is that less threatening than flying a plane through there? Is that the idea? I would guess yes, because it's like unmanned. So then you're like not sending humans into airspace. There's got to be some uh, like yes. inner. China, International. notoriously careful about human life. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Uh, there's got there's got to be some sort of like international regulation that you circumvent by being like we didn't we didn't fly a plane we just sent a balloon. Also, c- yeah. if you send a balloon, can't you always be like, oh no, the wind got a hold of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It just went that way. Sorry. Yeah, I guess. I don't fucking know, man. Anyway. Should have kept it on a real long string, y'all. That balloon should have been on real long Party City ribbon. And then at what point, uh, whatever, at what point is it not easier to just like ask a guy in Montana to go look? Sure. Sure. I mean, I guess you can't go 60,000 feet up or whatever, but like. Well, not with that attitude. (laughs) Go get a. What about what's Mad Mike? Was it Mad Mike? <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Who was, who was that dummy that launched himself into, into flat what earth about, and blew up? Uh-huh. Somebody in China is calling out Mad Mike. Hey, man. It's, I never thought about until right now about the irony of him being killed by the surface of the earth. <laughs> what do you mean? He was launching himself up in a rocket to prove that the earth was flat. Mm. And then his ass smacked <laughs> into the earth. And, and the, the earth, earth fought back. Him. Yeah, the, the earth, the earth finally, <laughs> The earth finally fought back against yeah. Mad Mike's idiocy. The globe had had enough of this flat earth defamation. <laughs> I tell you what. I'll show you, I'll show you who the boss is around here. <laughs> flat around, I can still kick your ass, Mike. <laughs> in, in one fell swoop, I can kick your ass. 
Just takes one karate kick. Bladow. All right. So in 1942, oh, Ryan, oh, so we talking about a different blimp? Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, no, that was just coincidental that that balloons were all in the news no, between I, the last time we recorded and now. I know. I'm just joking about the fact that you were like a blimp from 1942, and I was like, oh, word. <laughs> Let's talk about this for seven minutes. I mean, we don't know how long that balloon was up there. It might have been a 40s balloon. Wow. Wow. One, it was whatever the one that crash landed in Roswell. It's just like there's been a bunch of those just flowing around the planet. Right. That for, was 47. This one's 42. That, sure. That balloon that we shot down was the balloon hide and seek world champion. <laughs> been up there for damn near 80 years. <laughs> you remember hey, you remember when uh you remember when that dude did that Red Bull challenge where they sent a balloon all the way up to like some I don't know whatever layer of the atmosphere it was and then he yeah, like the, jumped the guy out jumped out of space or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually what Bigfoot's been doing. That's why the balloons and the Bigfoots are hide and seek champions. Because <laughs> it's like a hundred year old Bigfoot just <laughs> listening to ragtime floating around over Montana. <laughs> and then he leaps out to make like short appearances and then just like cl- like gym rope climbs up to go back. No, no, no. The UFO beams him back and forth. He comes down to, oh, to snap sure, a sure, cat sure. in half every once in a while. <laughs> it keeps it moving. Yeah. Listening goes back to, up to- ragtime. <laughs> Ragtime Bigfoot put on the list. Oh, oh, no. We might have to do something with that one. That's that's one of the best ones so far. All right. 6 a.m., August 16th, 1942. A Navy blimp took off from the San Francisco Bay. And there were two guys on board. Ernest Cody and Charles Adams. And about five hours later, that blimp crashed in Daly City, California, with no one on board. Oh, so I was like kind of right. People be skydiving out of these things. Well, I, I don't know. The dudes were never found. <coughs> um, both pilots somehow vanished within five hours of the ship taking off and then crashing unmanned. Sure. Um, uh, what, I did not. Wait, huh? Sorry, where did where did you said Daly City, California? Yeah. So uh, let's see. Let's, let's, that that is a city I have not heard of in California before. Uh, it seems to be a San Francisco burb, basically. Okay. Uh, so they, they didn't make it super far. <laughs> no, they. Let's see. From they took off from Treasure Island. Resort and casino. <laughs> Local joke. Yeah, very niche. Hey, somebody liked our Menards joke a couple weeks ago. So yeah, that was the big store, man. People got hype. Uh, let's see. Measure <laughs> distance from here to there. <clears throat> they went approximately uh, eleven miles in five hours. It was a. It, I mean, I don't think they went in a straight line. It was a. It was an un, unmanned blimp for most or all or some of that time so they were just shit whipping around the sky for five hours until <laughs> they, were, they yeah crashed. bouncing off some stuff and floating i mean i don't think blimps go real quick to begin with true true probably more than two miles an hour i guess but what is the like mm, about to ask a real dumb question please do what's the like is there a technical definition of a blimp versus a balloon <clears throat> like does a blimp have a like blimp a propulsion is- yeah, it's it's motorized. Okay, so there's a propulsion it, method, which is the main difference here. Yeah. Okay. It's like right. a. <laughs> this is so fucking dumb. It's like a big balloon with a basket underneath and a motor on it. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I've seen a blimp before. I'm just trying to make <laughs> well, sure that okay. I know the technical definition between oh, a well, blimp and a balloon. <laughs> So here, so here you go. So a blimp is like a big balloon. Well, oh, oh, I mean, oh, I wasn't okay. sure. <laughs> Figured we'd start, you know, <laughs> more general ju- and work our sure, way more sure, specific. Sure. Uh, Look, the, the Goodyear blimp has been enough of a cultural artifact for for all of our lives. I googled this. This blimp once was a Goodyear blimp, Ryan. The Navy oh. was just passing blimps back and forth to the tire guys. Oh, they usually go the other way. They usually retire the blimps into commercial service not retire them into military service mm-hmm. 
It was the forties, wow. man. Shit was wild. We didn't even. There was we a were flying, We were flying Navy blimps, man. I don't know. They were rocking Goodyear blimps in the forties. So before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I googled what is a blimp. So we'll start. Start real basic. Nice. Thank you. An airship, in parentheses, dirigible, without an internal structure, structural framework, or keel. Uh, rely on the pressure of lifting gas to, uh, oh, to maintain their shape. Okay. Steerable. Okay. So they have steerable fans, basically. Okay. So the, Isn't that the, what dirigible means? Mm, let's Google airship. I think dirigible means like steerable, right? Lighter yeah. than air aircraft that can navigate through the air under its own power. They gain their lift from a lifting gas that is less dense than the surrounding air. Yeah. Early dirigibles used hydrogen, (laughs) except that was flammable. Oops. And then switched to helium later. Can you believe they put a gigantic hydrogen balloon up in the sky and let people just bang heaters on it? (laughs) That that is such an unbelievably irresponsible decision. I don't know why, but blimps are just like fascinating and fucking hilarious to me. Would you take a, would you take a, uh, if there was like a, um, if there was like a long distance blimp travel that could be like, like sort of like, I don't say like luxury travel, but like, you're not like sitting in an airplane seat for a long time. You could maybe like walk around. Is business class blimps. Yeah, but I'm thinking more almost like a like a sky cruise line situation. Mm. Like, would you take like a, a long term, like cross the ocean, be able to like stand up, go look out the windows, check out what things look like? I feel like that would be kind of tight. Is there a reason that hasn't been done? There's got to be a, but about well, 10. I, I, think it, I think it was done, wasn't it? Well, yeah, till they blew it up. Well. Okay, well, there's your reason <laughs> at the time. Well, I'm saying, but they I'm used saying, to blow up, another... and then we made airplanes. Oh, right. Once so we figured out, like... once we found enough helium to make blimps that didn't explode, we also made airplanes. I think, but like cruise lines exist. Yes, those are in I'm the water, cruise... right? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I think we're talking no, about I'm just saying... the sky versus the water here being a significant difference. No, I'm just, I mean it in the sense of... I mean, like, yeah, there are also trains, I guess. <laughs> I was saying cruise lines are not the most efficient way to get from A to B. So, like, pe- but people are still going on them because they're enjoyable for different reasons. Yeah, but those, like, 70s airplanes were fucking luxurious. They had fireplaces and bars and shit. Did they really put fireplaces on airplanes? I don't know. I'm, that might be a stretch, but they... <laughs> I like that. I it believe- helps with the, the hot air helps with the lift. You know, you got to heat it up in there. I, sh- sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I, I like that. I believed you f- for long enough just because I was like, look, they used to do really irresponsible stuff. So that tracks. I mean, hold on. Well, now we got to. Has there ever is- been a fireplace on an airplane is for sure a question the Internet has been asked. Airplane and fireplace. Let's go. Oh, did. Oh, there you go. Led Zeppelin's. Wow. The band Led Zeppelin, their their private plane had a had a fucking. They had a Boeing seven twenty with a fully functional fireplace. Oh wow! Here's a photo of the plant oh, and page wow. sitting on a couch around a fireplace with a carpeted floor. Oh wow! So that's got to be. Wait, that's got got to be gas, right? You can't be burning wood inside an airplane, right? Is there? A, mean, does the plane have a chimney? <laughs> as far as I'm aware, well, wait, aren't they pumping oxygen into the cabin? I don't think you could. Burning how can you have open an flame? It seems like a horrible idea. What am I missing here? Uh, I mean, I I genuinely don't. I genuinely <laughs> don't know. Now I'm googling airplane with a chimney. <laughs> <laughs> This is <laughs> how do you seriously though? How do you vent that? This is getting scarily close to uh, 
I feel like I'm high just on my <laughs> last three Google searches. It's getting scarily close to just like a Dolly, like fucking mid journey search, like AI art creation. Give yeah, me dude. airplane with chimney. Okay. Uh, I mean, they vent all, they vent all kinds of air out of an airplane, right? So now, yeah, I mean, I guess you must. I, well, a lot of it's just recirculated, right? Sure, but I can't God, imagine one hundred percent of the of the like exhaust and fumes and shit that come out of an airplane's usage go back into the airplane. You know, we are so poorly equipped to have even just like the most basic of conversations. <laughs> it's really. Really impressive sometimes. <laughs> it's because we think a lot, you know? We get into a yeah. lot of weird corners of, of We're of in the, the sweet mind. spot of like thinking a lot but never finishing a single thought. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> we never like gain any information. I, I gained a, a lot very, of thoughts are just I, bouncing around. I gained a crucial piece of information today, which is that Led Zeppelin had a, had a fucking functional <laughs> fireplace on their airplane. How did Led Zeppelin... Air Led Zeppelin's airplane fireplace work. Let's see. This is oh, we got a the first result is a dot dot blog spot. We haven't pulled one of those into the show in a minute. Okay. Um well this says absolutely nothing about it. God damn it, just a car oh, guy.blogspot.com. <laughs> just a car guy. You're telling me what are you writing about planes? You're telling for, me the blogspot ranked. F- you're telling me the blogspot ranked for a term that it had no useful information on. No way. Okay, here <laughs> no we go. No way. Electric fireplace with no emissions. Boom. So not right. really a fireplace, but it looked like one. Significantly less cool. Significantly more understandable as to how and why that was a thing. It looks fucking awesome, though. Like I'm. I'm sure if it was Led Zeppelin, they they made it cool. That was not just like a. Like I'm I'm gonna share this image with you real quick. This is this is the epitome of of travel, regardless of. Wow, oh, it's a fucking yeah. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a link. I was trying to put the image in there, and it's a stupid like unsavable web image. Whatever. Oh my god. All right, so just to, just for context for y'all. This clearly is like a uh like m- marble-faced like full mantle with like an elaborate, I would say probably like sterling silver clock on the what appears to be a marble mantle. Oh my, look at and, this fucking thing. And then there's like a full three-seater couch and then like a two-seater love seat around this thing. And the three members of Led Zeppelin are just leaning against the airplane windows and like sitting on these like patterned couch cushions on the floor, banging heaters <laughs> because of yeah. course they are. Yeah. With their like sig packs just like on the floor sitting around their fireplace. It's a, it's a, it's a fire. The, the, but the, I'm bummed because the fireplace isn't going. Or if it's going, you can't see whatever like the electrical component is. It's like, right. Larry, I'm on duck. God, that's awesome. <laughs> Okay, back to our story. All Thirty right. minutes into this, uh, and, and by I, back to I mean let's I start our story. Thirty so, minutes. <laughs> I derailed us so aggressively and so quickly. All right, so we've got this Navy blimp. It launches five hours later. It crash lands with no one on it. So what's crazy to me? I didn't realize that the Navy would have used blimps, especially okay. like this was world. This would have been just before. The U.S. entered World War II, but like, yeah, around the same time, right? Um, quote: Blimps had the perfect operational capabilities for coastal patrols. They could stay in the air for long periods of time, fly slowly and at very low altitudes, hover over targets, and operate in conditions of low visibility and low cloud ceilings. All right, that all, all tracks. All of which fixed-wing airplanes could not do at the time. <laughs> It's from a Smithsonian mag article. Okay. So that's like, how sick would it be to be the, well, aside from the whole disappearing and probably dying part, to be the guys assigned to just like fly around San Francisco in a blimp for work? Yeah. You just like slowly cruise and check out the city lights and shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds amazing. And like, if something really goes down, you're not the ones to deal with it. You're in a blimp. You can't. You can't jump in. Quick, you get just over here. Tell somebody else. Yeah. Quick, get over here. Nope. <laughs> Doing fucking shit quick. I don't there's, think there's not shit quick about my entire vehicle right now. I would imagine they don't have a uh, a robust a robust weapons capabilities on a blimp, probably. Especially yeah. if they were flammable at the time. Also, yeah. Also, not to mention, like, even if they weren't flammable, like. You get put on the ground by a single bullet, and you're not trying to get into any version of of conflict. You get put on the ground by a strong bird. That's yeah, probably not even a strong one, bro. Just you got to have anything, somebody constantly anything on diving or watch up there. <laughs> I was thinking like anything diving with a fucking beak is gonna just pierce that little devastating, devastating. And that little bastard is gonna be launched straight into space. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boom and bye. Maybe that's like the weapons capabilities. You just fill fill that hull with birds. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> then you push one out. That's fucked up. That's well, I fucked mean, up. Can birds survive on helium? I almost, almost certainly no. Is that no. why Woody the Woodpecker talks like that? <laughs> <laughs> almost certainly no is the answer to that. Damn. So for the first hour to two hours, everything seemed fine. Um, they sent a radio transmission at 7.50, so an hour and 50 minutes after they took off, that they saw uh, an oil slick out in the water, which is apparently a, a possible indication of a submarine, and that they, had, they were going to go take a look. Is this, sorry, was, is this like... <clears throat> Excuse me. Is this like the conflict in World War II has begun and we are like we are keeping an eye on our coasts because we are aware of conflict happening in World War II? When did you say this was? Pearl Harbor was December of 41, right? Or was it 42? Oh, shit. I kind of feel like it was 42, but now I can't remember. Um, Pearl Harbor was... December 41. Okay, so yeah, we, we okay. were in it at that point. Okay, so they are actively patrolling our our coast for our Western, like, West Coast for military activity. Like this was this was a this was a this was a serious thing. This was not just like a we were at we're just, war. We're just keeping yes. an eye on things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I was thinking this was the August before Pearl Harbor, but it was eight months after Pearl Harbor. So they radio about two hours into their flight that they're going to go take a look at this oil slick. And no one hears from them after that. Um, a little bit after that, the blimp briefly touched down on a beach um, about a mile away from their last radio position. And at that point, people on the beach said that they couldn't see anyone on board. It seemed mm. to be empty. Um, a few people tried to grab the the blimp and like tie it down, but it drifted off again before they could. So this thing was seen empty about two or a little over two hours into the flight. Mm. And then it flew around unmanned for another three hours uh, before finally like running into some buildings and crashing in Daly City. So when they got, when they recovered the blimp and like opened it up and started inspecting things, the radio was working, but no one was on board. There was no sign of damage or anything inside. Um, both parachutes were still packed and on board. Um, the blimp was missing and one of the anti-submarine depth charges that it carried. Oh, damn. But this Smithsonian article says that that soon turned up on a nearby golf course, which I need so much more information about. Like they dropped a bomb on a golf course? I don't know. It links to uh, the Evening Star, which is a D.C. newspaper. Um. And the only line here says the craft wandered along at treetop height 
left one of its depth charges on a lakeside golf course. Oh, okay. A bomb rack scraped the ground and it fell off. <laughs> so they didn't intentionally drop it. And this was probably after it was already abandoned. So it, it just like that some loose change fell out of their pockets is, is what happened. Yes, except it ha- happened to be a bomb designed to blow up submarines. Bro, imagine being on the ninth hole and you just hit over a hill towards the green and, <laughs> and a, a fucking military depth. No, no. I mean, like, it, it, if it fell off un-fucking... Uh, oh, I meant, like, if your golf ball landed on it. That's what I'm saying. Like, hit it and it blew up. And like, you're just like, four, because it goes over the hill. And all of a sudden, it's just, whoa, boom. Holy See, shit. If the entire hole becomes a crater is that a is that technically a hole in one yes you made the hole you made the hole you look at your party like yo exploding golf ball prank not a joke holy shit (laughs) holy shit might want to dial it back there a bit bill (laughs) bill not funny man i know you have access to air force materials but this is insane the only other potentially out of the ordinary thing was that both of the life jackets were missing, but apparently it was common for naval officers to wear or maybe required for them to wear the life jackets while in flight. Sure. Got it. Which is kind of hilarious to me that anytime you're flying a blimp, you have to wear a life jacket <laughs> because it may a bit, become a uh, boat un- unintentionally. <laughs> That would be like me being in the water and having to wear my parachute at all times. I'd be like, hey, man, this is for a different purpose. Well, yeah, and, like, even if you're not flying over the ocean, like, if you're flying from from Nebraska for- to Iowa in a blimp, do you have to wear a life jacket? This might be uh, This might be related to our balloon conversation originally, which is, like, you can tell it to go somewhere, but if something goes wrong with where you tell it to go, it might go somewhere very different than you told it to go. Do you think a blimp has like a steering wheel or like a yes. big pirate's wheel? I bet you it's a hundred back in the forties. I bet you it was 100% a gigantic pirate's wheel or maybe like a joystick. I don't th- I bet it wasn't a joystick. Those probably Not didn't come 40- around until later, huh? Not in the forties. I bet it wasn't. I mean, I don't know. That wasn't that wasn't until Atari needed some way to play Pong. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, let's see. Let's look at blimp steering wheel. <laughs> it's, it's got it's got to be. It's oh yeah, it's a no, big. It's like a big ship's wheel. Absolutely, yeah, I, it is. I I I uh, that was my my strong bet. That's fucking cool. Blimps, cool. That's my conclusion. I yes, <laughs> except I'm when I want to ride on one. Except when they disappear, people. Um. Okay. So the there were lots of people who saw the blimp over the five hour period. Well, yes, I bet, especially if it was unmanned for a significant portion of that and was knocking into buildings and shit. Right. So there were several people that saw the blimp drop two flares over the oil slick that they saw to mark the spot. And then a little while after that, a plane spotted the blimp at 2000 feet, which is apparently much higher than it usually flies. Okay. Um, But also there were lots of contradicting accounts because eyewitness accounts usually aren't that reliable. Mm -hmm. So some people claimed that they saw no one on board uh, one woman said that she had used a pair of binoculars to see three people aboard. Yeah. When there never, never were three people. Um, and then someone else reported seeing someone parachute out of the blimp, oh, which also I don't think could have been possible because both parachutes were found on the blimp when it was recovered after crash. Right, 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 right. So this thing never got solved. There was just a blimp that disappeared two guys and then crashed a few hours later. And those two guys were never found, which is kind of wild considering like, like the possibilities here, obviously you're flying over the ocean. 
you're dropping flares, maybe somebody falls, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, but you're I don't wearing have a life context. jacket. Yeah. And unless both guys fell simultaneously, you would think the other one would at least radio and say, hey, Ernest just fell out of the blimp. Can you go get him? Right. There's a flare right next to him. Should be pretty easy to find. <laughs> right. I don't I don't have any context for like what the interior slash cockpit of a blimp in the 40s looked like. Like, was it a glass enclosed situation? And if so, yes. then I feel like it's significantly less likely that somebody fell out of it. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a I'll send you a photo. It looks basically like a large airplane cockpit like it's it's got tall windows and there's a door with a big metal handle like you'd have to open a pretty heavy door and step or fall out Mm. like it's it's fully enclosed and then if you did fall out unless it was over if it was over land you would think that somebody would have noticed because it would have been over one of the densest cities in the world Sure. And if it was over water, you'd think you'd be able to find the person because mm. you knew exactly where they were and they were wearing a life jacket. And then there were two people. So what happened to the, like, do you, you somehow both <clears throat> fall out at the exact same time? Without yeah, indicating I mean, any sort of problems beforehand? Right. Yeah, because that's the weird part. Like, it'd be one thing I could I could get behind, like, hey, you know, there ended up being, like, a gnarly storm that rolled off the bay and but they, like, flew the blimp into it and, like, got knocked around and maybe got knocked out of that thing somewhere. But there wasn't. Like, there are witnesses, multiple witnesses to every part of this five-hour period, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's also interesting that, like, I mean, I know, again, I know they were like patrolling a larger area, but the fact that it ended up, you know, 11 miles away from where it started or whatever is like macro your, your range of where the hell did these guys go is not like, it's not that big. Well, and if you look at that, I mean, if you draw a straight line between those, where it started and where it ended up, it's mostly land yeah and it's mostly like downtown san francisco sure so treasure island is like just northeast in the bay northeast of downtown yep and daily city is southwest of downtown yep so a straight line between the two takes you through the heart of san francisco and only like i don't know maybe five to ten percent of that is actually over water Mm. so i I think i think the point where they dropped the flares was out in the ocean so like on the other side of the bay yep i think let me see if i can find that so that'd make a little more sense if they somehow fell out over the ocean but you would think as trained pilots, a big part of your training would be like, hey, let's uh, not do anything where you could potentially fall out of the blimp. And in case, worst case scenario, somebody does fall out of the blimp, don't go after them. <laughs> is there um, is there any world where like, you know, you said uh, um, you said there was a point where like people saw that it had touched down, but there was like nobody in it at that point. Like, is there any world where these dudes, like something mechanically went, I mean, cause <clears throat> excuse me, you're never going to know if something mechanically went wrong with this thing based on the fact that it, <laughs> I believe the words you said was ran into a bunch of buildings in Daly city before it like finally crash landed in a place where they could like stop it. Yeah. Which by the way, would be an absolutely unreal thing to see. Just a <laughs> like, blimp coming straight at your building. Just, and just like like bonking into things and like ripping things. And like, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it's causing damage as it's, you know, failing and falling apart. I got to imagine that Um, 
the like the cockpit part of it is pretty light at least yeah i would think it would be designed to be as light as possible but i don't know how possible that was in the 40s yeah yeah i guess like in my head part of me goes like all right is there a world where these guys something was going on with it you know that the dirigibility was failing on this thing or wouldn't you communicate that somehow though if you had radioed yeah, at 750 and everything was fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I suppose, I suppose like, hey, we're touching down right now. This we, We've lost control of the ship. Yeah, you'd have to be somehow incapacitated or not on the blimp to not radio about a mechanical issue, I would think. I mean... The thing that's popping into my head right now, too, is like, okay, so then you would have a reason to not radio. And like, is this uh, is this like a a really good excuse to defect? You know, like you fucking you you touch the you touch the thing down on a beach. You hop out wearing your life jacket. You just bounce and start a new life, you know, and you let that blimp go and go, well, good good luck. I guess hey, uh, this whole this that whole uh, Pearl Harbor thing looked like it fucking sucked, and I don't want anything to do with that happening to me. So, yeah. I mean, the, yep, everything looks good from up here. Bye. The the whole thing about being you know actively at war with a good portion of the world definitely adds some layers to this. I mean, because like, what was what were the defection rates in? Not in the forties. Do you really think there's even the slightest chance that I have any idea what the answer to that question is? No, not really. I was more posing it, uh, posing Two? it aloud. Ten, a bunch, none, some. Um, let's see. I wonder too if they're going to in like investigate what they think could be a submarine off the coast. They marked the location of that submarine and then disappeared. Is it possible that they encountered some some hostiles out there? Yeah, but how does that explain there being no like assault on the ship? You open well, the I door, drop some. You open the door, drop some flares, and just a quick uh, pat pat. Little submarine get, sniper got him. A submarine sniper? Is that a thing? I know my um, I know my World War Two history clearly. I mean, I guess, how do, okay, how do we know that, like, again, because this thing was found all fucked up when they found it, how do we know that, like, that they didn't take some fucking rocket or, like, some fucking gunfire that, like, shot them out of this thing and then it fucked around and, you know, yeah, I don't, landed I don't think eventually. We, I don't think we do know that for sure. I don't think we know that that didn't happen for sure um so you would think there would be some other indication you know like you would hope that the military would be monitoring five miles off the coast of a major u.s city a little bit better than that Mm -hmm. where that wouldn't be possible to pull off but fuck if i know yeah um, you learn anything about defections? Yeah, or I guess desertion is maybe the more common. Is is term, de- I guess. defecting when you go to to the other side? Is that I think defecting? so. Yeah, versus and deserting. De- de- and desertion is just like I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a um, the the article I found is a is from a NPR special series they did called The Impact of War. And the article is an interview with an author, Charles Glass. And the title of the book is called Des- The Deserters, A Hidden History of World War II. Um, so there were at least two. <laughs> it's plural. Potentially. Um, let's see. It looks like this is mostly concerned with like people who were on the front lines, like in Europe like deserting once they saw combat and being like, Hey, I'm going to go back to Paris and drink wine and assume. Yeah. I mean, going back to 
my first thought about flying a blimp. As far as military assignments go, it, it seems like not, probably one not of the terrible. better ones. Yeah, yeah. But doesn't that, mean that, that, you know, shit, I wouldn't want to be in the military in any capacity, so I, I, I get it, but... Thousands of American soldiers were convicted of desertion during the war, war, and 49 were sentenced to death. Damn, I didn't know he did that. Death penalty for desertion. Wouldn't, though, if you were going to do that, wouldn't you do it in a way that might be a little more conclusive about what had happened to you? Because if you do it this way, people are going to come looking for you. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, maybe they assumed people would assume that they were dead or had gotten shot out of the blimp or gotten shot out of the blimp. We're back to the bird theory. I don't know. So this article, this is a Times article called The Deserters, A World War II History, uh, which I think is also a profile on this Charles Glass's work. Uh, states nearly 50,000 American, 100,000 British soldiers deserted from the armed forces during World War II. So you, I mean, I don't know. I could see a world where these two guys have been like, fuck this shit though. Like I'm not super into it. And all we got to do is set this balloon down on the beach dip out let it go do its thing in the air and then we just like go start a new life in portland or some shit i don't know just seems like there would be less complicated ways to accomplish that where you're You're probably right destroying a blimp and like very potentially injuring other people along the way like if you just have an unmanned blimp crashing into stuff there's no guarantee that that's not gonna hurt or kill somebody no that's right i i also think i'm also the the whole like um and i'm gonna for sure show my i have no idea what i'm talking about right now but show like, your ass show your <laughs> ass uh the um the like um fucking We're off to a good military start. <laughs> sorry the, the guys like, with the like mil- the guns and stuff and the hats the got military- a lot of pins on their chest the military engagement anywhere near coastal United States during World War II is like non-existent to my knowledge. Like the war was never brought to our shores any further than Hawaii in any way that I'm aware of. So like for also how often are submarines shooting down airplanes? Like isn't their job isn't the submarine's job to be fully underwater? No, yeah, you got to <laughs> like, come up once in a while. I mean, I guess, but like, it, it does not seem like it, a lot of things would have to happen, right? That submarine would have to come up to the surface. Oh, I was, I mean, I was mostly joking about that being a, a possibility here, but. But I'm just trying to, if we're talking about the solutions here, like they encountered military combat of some kind, even that seems unlikely. Yeah, probably. I haven't come the up with any solution that seem- seems particularly likely, though. You haven't or you have? I haven't. Like they, no, a, yeah. any any explanation here seems like an unlikely one, you know? Desert, desertion seems weird. It just seems like unnecessarily complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you could just fuck, fake a car crash or something. You know, like even that would be easier. Yeah. Do something where, where they're going to think you're dead afterwards so that they don't use military resources to come find your ass and sentence you to death. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about the terrain between the two places that we talked about either, but I do think there's also lots of hills. There's a, yeah. Like (laughs) did really big trees, uh, an ocean. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like if this thing got out of hand, something mechanically went wrong with it. And this thing is slowly touching down and running into shit, you know, like, well then I'm, then I'm, then I'm significantly less like, Oh, well, the door was like, how do we know the door was perfectly intact? How do we know the windows were intact at all when they recovered this thing? Like, oh, I see. Like something happened first. But then like, where would they go? Why would they like? Well, I'm saying. How do we know they didn't like it? Didn't you say it was nighttime? No, it was the middle of the day. The middle of the day? They left it. What's up? They left at 6 a.m. Not the middle of the day. It was morning. This happened between 6 and 11 a.m. 
But like, how do we know they didn't go up into the hills, accidentally drag their cabin across some land up in like kind of the mountains or not mountains, but like the hills. And these dudes got dragged out by, I don't know. I think, I'm thinking of this thing like skidding along the ground in like an elevation area what they, that they didn't expect or didn't see because maybe it was still dark out. Maybe the sun hadn't risen yet. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think it would have been light the whole time probably if it was August. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't understand how they would have left the vehicle. Like that would have, that yeah. would have to be intentional, I think. Or at least like the opening. Yeah opening of the door would have had to have been intentional. Yeah. And then it seems even more unlikely that both of them would have somehow left. Like, I just can't, I can't imagine a scenario where both people would intentionally or unintentionally get out of a blimp and then also not turn up somewhere, you know, like, and there's zero radio communications about shit's going wrong in any capacity. So it would have had to be something that happened quickly and to both of them yeah, at the suddenly. same time. Right. Which, which is, I guess why I'm kind of going like, was there some sort of like small crash that like fucked up the cockpit and fucked them up, but like kept the balloon technically floating. Yeah. You would think though in whatever it's been 80 years, you would have also then found some Something. sort like because then it would have also had to kill both of them and they're also and they're and also if the story is like reporting that they you know they found the parachutes and they found like it sounds it, like it makes it seem like they were like 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 things were intact enough for them to be able to go like yeah we we believe that things were not super fucked up here right yeah something happened quickly and they didn't say it it sure looks like this this cockpit ran the fuck into something extremely hard. Right. And like even that, you you would radio something about that, I would think. And then if like Right. If both guys fell out, then they would have had to die. And then because otherwise, you know, they would have probably shown up somewhere. And then right. they would have had to die in a location where in eighty years no one has found them. Right. Which to me, though, I'm sure the act of looking is slightly less. But for most of it, they were over a major city, even in the 1940s. Like, yeah, San Francisco was a big city. Yeah. Which to me points to something happening over the ocean. Right. But then you still have the like suddenly and unexpectedly and to both of them parts, which... I don't know what yeah. that would be, especially in yeah. like good weather. Yeah. I give no credence to the like parachuting out or the third person on board situations, but even without those intact, everything else is still pretty fucking weird. Yeah. And well, and if you were going to parachute out, wouldn't you say something first? And then wouldn't yeah, you also I, like, I, you would have had to die somehow still. Right. Or again, not want to be found. So your parachuting was sure Co- covert in nature but then we're back to wouldn't there be easier ways to disappear uh, 100% yes it's a weird 100%. one man it's a very weird one what uh what were you what were you not reading from but like what was the who told who told this story uh um, how did you learn of this story one of the better versions of this story i found is from smith smithsonian mag uh, August of last year by Greg Dougherty. Dougherty? Dougherty? <laughs> I think Dougherty is the, is, the, is the more commonly accepted. And then a few other minor sources that are like, you know, a lot of the stuff. He's, he cited many, many sources throughout, so I pulled from some of those as well. But Got it. And then uh, that garbage ass website mysterious universe thinks that aliens did it but we're we're we'll skip that one yeah we'll skip those we'll skip those guys entirely fucking goobers fucking goobers all right bud all right um well that's all we got uh 
if you have a theory, you can let us know at hi at what if podcast.com. Um, talk about it in the Facebook group where we will also be posting the link to the call in show so that you can get set up and ready to rock again. That's February 13th, Monday at 7 p.m. Central. And uh, yeah. we're looking forward to chatting with y'all next week. It'll be fun. Yeah. Love you, mean it. Bye. Thank you very much for the participation. Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Webb Davis oh. and Ryan Cockerood. Timing just the beginning on, at the end, on baby. Zero in so many ways. Bye.